Passholder Lounge is open once again, and I am so excited to welcome you in. Hello, everyone. It's Justin Monorail back for another week. I hope you enjoyed that massive drop on launch day. Three, three, three episodes in one. Unbelievable, unprecedented, and I'm telling you, we just set the podcast landscape on fire. We scorched the earth, and we are going to continue burning through the month of August today. Because guess who's back? Back again. Landon's back. Tell a friend. That's right. Today's co-host on the Passholder Lounge is Landon the Dawsdone back one more time. And this one is the one you've been waiting to hear because finally... We are going to talk Nomad Lounge, baby. That's right. The lounge. The benchmark. The bar setter. They are the bar. The Nomad Lounge is the bar. It's a lounge, but it's... Well, you know what I mean. I'm just saying, I don't know if it gets much better than this. So, the question after this episode is really going to be... Where do we go from here? We've already talked about the pinnacle of the mountain, baby. I'm really excited for you to hear it. I just wanted to give a quick update. As of right now, we are still not on Apple Podcasts, but we are working on that. Otherwise, we're pretty much everywhere. We're on Google. We're on Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher. We're we're pretty much anywhere that you listen to podcasts, except for Apple, which is a kicker because most people, I think, listen to podcasts on Apple. We're going to be there soon, I promise. And by the time you're listening to this, for most of you, we probably are. But for now, we're not. But... For all the updates, make sure you're following me at the PHL Pod on Twitter. And you can email me, passholderloungepod at gmail.com. We can interact, we can talk about things. If you've got opinions, thoughts on the episodes that you've heard so far, please share those with me. Until then, I'm excited for you to hear this episode. So let's get into it. The Passholder Lounge Pod, episode four, baby. Let's do it. Landon, welcome back to the Passholder Lounge. I'm so excited to have you here today, especially knowing the topic for today's program, sir. Are you as excited as I am? Thrilled and excited is an understatement, my friend. I am so ready to make myself comfortable because this is a home away from home whenever I find myself down at the House of the Mouse in Orlando, Florida. Whenever I find myself in the Animal Kingdom on the Walt Disney World Resort. Whenever I find myself in the best place to get a beverage, we're talking the one, the only, Nomad freaking lounge. Oh, my goodness. I actually, mm. if, I, if I had been wearing a hat, I would have removed it in honor of just saying the name Nomad Lounge. It I is mean, one. I, I, I mean, for- I just took my pants off. So. <laughs> It is certainly it, the standard. The it sets the bar for what a lounge theme park experience can be. This place, from the theming to the craft cocktails to the small plates, the, it hits every note. The fact that you can, if you want, you can sit on the deck just over the water, have a beautiful mm-hmm. view, or you can sit inside in the gorgeous theming and be surrounded by some really interesting. Um, artifacts and artwork to look at. I even mean, even just sitting at the bar 
I mean, I mean, yeah. the bar is an experience in and of itself. I mean, it's not one of those like, you know, rainforest cafes where you have like an animatronic uh, boa constrictor or something dropping from the ceiling. But at the same time, just the atmosphere and the ambiance, it's, oh. it's, it, it's in addition to what is being served to you in your drink, the atmosphere and the ambiance is something that you can drink. Yeah, that's right. For those of you who may not be aware of Nomad Lounge, or maybe maybe you're aware of it, but you just don't know exactly where to find it, it is indeed located in the Animal Kingdom. If you are working your way over after rope drop towards the, the land of Pandora, and you happen to pass a little restaurant called Tiffin's, it is connected to Tiffin's just before you cross the bridge into Pan- Pandora on the side closest to the Tree of Life. I mean, I guess... It is something that you could walk by if you didn't know it was there. Maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe you just wouldn't notice it. But I implore you to slow down, take a look around until you locate this gym, because honestly, especially if you're if you're a fan of of lounges and cocktails and good food. I mean, this is the place to be. I, I think Animal Kingdom really does shine in terms of having good, like unique food and beverage offerings. But man. Nomad Lounge is like the crown jewel there for me. One thousand percent. You you say it's next door and attached to Tiffins, but but it's more like Tiffins. <laughs> How about Skippins? Because you need to go next door to Nomad Lounge. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. No kidding. You, no reservations required. However, you do have to um, join a virtual standby. Um, you can probably, I think you could walk up like once they open up and get on a list, but you can join the virtual standby from anywhere in the park. And then once you get your text message that your table's ready, they give you like 15 minutes to get there before they release that table back to some, somebody else who wasn't, you know, stuck in the middle of Kilimanjaro safari because an animal <laughs> was, was on the track. Yep. Then animals on the track or you're, in line for flight of passage that that to me is really the only downside of nomad lounge and i do understand that they they have to have a quick turnaround because this is such a highly sought after place to eat and drink in animal kingdom a 15 minute window to get back and claim your table that is that is a brief window yeah you, you gotta book it yeah i mean so, yeah so you have to hover in that area and yeah. with and with pandora being right there you hear that siren call of the Navi. You're thinking, oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you know, they say it might be a B, B, B a little bit. Maybe we could uh, at least, at least go, 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 go do the, uh, the, 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 the Navi water ride, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Maybe. Oh, crap. Our <laughs> table's ready. <laughs> that's right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You got to watch it because, uh, whew, that's a, that is a return window that you don't want to miss. No, no. And, mm. Yeah. And th- there are days now, I mean, it's kind of funny the way that this has evolved over the years. And and really, I think probably people like us, podcasters, vloggers, we're the ones to blame for the fact that Nomad Lounge has blown up in popularity because it used to be that you could just walk up and get a table anytime mm-hmm. you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is a relatively new hotness situation because I remember uh, at the... I want to say like right when the monorail was first becoming a thing, like we were able to just walk up, get a table and it, and it wasn't a thing. But, but during, during the run of the monorail, as people started to talk about the nomad lounge is like, Oh no, no tables available. I'll come back later. And now, now they implement a virtual queue. So uh, 
and it's one of those things, even people outside of our little, you know, Diz Twitter bubble, by the way, I hate that term Diz Twitter. It's, <laughs> it, it's terrible. But but friends that are also fans of Disney, they talk about it. it's like, yeah. like, well, the word is out. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's like if if I'm talking to them and they're down in Animal Kingdom, I'm like, oh, dude, you need to go check out Nobel Lounge. Like we already got our name on the virtual queue. We're, <laughs> we're just waiting for our name to be called or they know that I'm down there. They're telling me you need to go to Nomad Lounge. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, come on, man. You're, you, you, do you even know me? Who are you talking to? You're talking <laughs> to the president of the Nomad Lounge. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. Um so, you know, if this is a place that you want to hit, I think you just need to make note of the fact that I think it opens at 11 and they open that virtual queue and, and you need to be like ready to rock and roll because they will shut down the virtual standby line if it gets too full. And then you got to check back, you know, every hour, every couple of hours or so to see if they reopen it. And I'm just going to tell you, if I was one of the people that got in there first thing, I'm not giving up my table for a couple mm-hmm. hours. So you can forget about that. And, and this is honestly a place you can and probably will stay. For a couple of hours, because when when I uh, took the Lotus down to uh, Disney in October of 2021, regardless, whatever it was, I, I, I took my mom down uh, for for a week and we spent our day at Animal Kingdom. We came this close to just saying screw it and, and paying the penalty on uh, on our reservation at uh, it, uh, Yak and Yeti because we didn't want to leave Nomad Lounge. And we'd been there for two and a half hours. It is oh, yeah. that good. And when we went to Yak and Yeti, we both said, this isn't as good. This isn't oh. as fun. This is not as enjoyable as Nomad Lounge. And wow. when we were leaving Yak and Yeti, we said, we should have just stayed at Nomad Lounge. <laughs> wow. We could have spent the rest of our day in Animal <laughs> Kingdom, seated inside of Nomad Lounge, and we would have been just fine. Yeah, no, I get it. I totally get it. That's how good this place is. Yeah, and I've done it. I've sat at the bar. I've sat at some of the tables inside. I've I've sat outside on the patio, and mm-hmm. no matter where you sit, it's a good time. I I, I first I want to talk about because I, I think we just you know this is just going to be a Nomad Lounge love fest. Yes, talk, it is. Yeah, <laughs> start starting with the things that we love about it. Let's just talk a little bit about the atmosphere because this place it's themed so beautifully. I mean, the architecture is beautiful. But it's it's sort of set up as a celebration of world travel, and it's actually a little bit of a monument to the travel that the Imagineers did around the world as they did research to build and develop the animal kingdom. So, you know, it's it's got a little bit of influence from Africa, from, you know, the Asian continent, from South America, like all it's it all comes together here. And it really does feel mm. like it, it feels like a gathering place for travelers. It, that's kind of the vibe you get. Mm hmm. Yeah, 1000%. Again, talking about the atmosphere, the ambiance earlier, it's like 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 what it goes for, it's just so unique and it it's not overpowering but at the same time you still feel it. It's just so great. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Fantastic. And by the way, this indeed is a place that I have met Joe Rody and mm. um yeah, Mr. Joe Rody himself before he retired as an Imagineer for the Walt Disney Company. Not that you're bragging or anything. Not that I'm bragging, but the reason I <laughs> I bring it up because I've told that story many times, and you know, it was a great time, and he was very, very kind and generous with his time. A friendly dude, as you might expect him to be. But he mentioned to us that this is kind of a unofficial gathering place for Imagineers. You know, when they when they come to town. Um, some, of course, some are, are located in, in the Orlando area, but, um, you know, those that travel, 
you know, they come to Animal Kingdom and and they come hang out at Nomad Lounge. So keep your eyes peeled because if you've ever watched the Imagineering story or or any of the Disney behind the scenes stuff, you may end up seeing some of those Imagineers hanging out at the bar at Nomad Lounge and uh, just walk up and and uh, maybe buy him a drink or or say there thank you, you because holy crap, you're 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 having a, a the time of your life thanks to them. So. One, well, and it's it, speaking on on them coming in traveling down. They're obviously traveling for work. Uh, we're traveling down there for pleasure. I generally start any trip to Disney the day that I travel. I try and get a now park reservation. That's a whole different podcast to get into on a later <laughs> date. Um, I try and get a park reservation for Animal Kingdom, and part of the reason is I want to kick my trip off by spending some time in Nomad Lounge, by getting a Kungaloosh, yeah. by getting some food off the menu and just sitting and taking it in saying, this is like, like, like this is setting the table. This is what I'm in for, for the next three, five, seven days. Yeah. Like, and, and, and Nomad Lounge, in my opinion, is the perfect way to start a Disney trip off. Oh Yeah. You're definitely like you walk in there as soon as you get seated and start getting the food and drink that you're you're gonna feel the tension leave your body as oh, you start 1, to percent. Oh. enter vacation mode. You know, it does, yes, doesn't matter if you had to wake up at three forty a.m. to go to the airport, <laughs> to hop on a plane, to go to Atlanta, to get on another plane, to go to Orlando, to pay for an eighty dollar Uber, to go to your hotel. Once you once you step into Nomad Lounge, it's like I've I've had days in the park, days in Nomad Lounge where it's like the only thing I do is go to Nomad Lounge, go on the safari, ride flight of passage. Those three things, those three things alone. And I go home or I, I say I go home. I go back to my hotel and I say that was the best day. Ever. Good day. Good day. Yeah. Even our good friends, Frank and Jen of Dillo's Diz, who are known hashtag AK haters, they even love the Nomad Lounge. So come on. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, if that's not a ringing endorsement, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Not we need to let to the Nomad Lounge them. know that they would probably put that on their menu. <laughs> they would. They'd be even endorsed by Frank and Jen, known <laughs> no AK haters. The, yeah. The known AK haters. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> it is great. Um, well, talking about food and drinks, let's start talking a little bit about the th- kinds of things you can get there. Why don't we start with the food? Because that menu is a little bit smaller. I mean, Landon, I think it starts and ends with one thing, and I'm just going to let you say it. Take a deep breath, and you tell us why you go to Nomad Lounge. Dim ribs. Sorry, I just <laughs> I, I know I just blew everybody's eardrums out. I probably just spiked the mic. Um, uh, hashtag dim ribs. Yep, dim that's it. Ribs. Oh my god. Yes, yes, I will I will I will be the first to admit maybe maybe it's uh nostalgia. I've I've talked about in previous podcasts, nostalgia, hell of a drug. Maybe they've tasted a little bit better mm. last in, 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 in previous years, or maybe it was just an experience. Got a bad rib or two my last time down there. But in my opinion, you have to try. Hashtag dim ribs when you go down to Nomad Lounge. The way they cook 
those ribs, the side of barbecue sauce that comes with it. It's just the perfect mixture of, 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 of spice and sweet with that, with a little, with a little hint of smoke, the, 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 the texture when you get some good ribs, um, uh, it, 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 it's perfect. Uh, the, 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 the carrot garnish on the side gives, gives you a little, little crunch mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Dim ribs is where it's at. Hashtag yeah. dim ribs for life, man. I love those things. <sighs> And, and yeah. it's it's tough to say that uh, for one reason or another, the quality has somewhat declined on dim ribs just a little bit. Um, because honestly, when they were at their peak, and, and by the way, dim rib, don't go in and order dim ribs. This is this is our term. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hashtag trademark Landon Monorail or Landon Doe. According to my screen, Landon Blue. Landon Blue. Um <laughs> I, you know, there, there's some, they're ribs, they're pork ribs and they have some name, but we always call them dim ribs. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I will say at their peak, oh, they were not only the best ribs you could get on property, but they might've been one of the best food items that you could get on property. I know it's, I know this is crazy to say, but I'm just saying bang for your buck pound for pound the way that they delivered every single time, every bite brought joy. I mean, I know there's probably some steaks. There's probably some desserts. There's probably some things out there you'd put on the list. I I would say dim ribs deserve to be mentioned among some of the greatest food options that you could get at, at Walt Disney World. They were so good. At their peak, 1,000%. Plus, I mean, we're two East Tennessee boys. We're, we're, we're East Tennessee hillbillies. We know our barbecue. We know ribs, yeah. Yeah, we, we know ribs. Yeah. And these were phenomenal. That, honestly, I've never had better ribs than that. No. Uh-uh. Yeah. But now, and I will say, last couple times I've gotten them, the sauce hasn't been quite as good. The mm. ribs have been a little fatty. I, I have fatty. to. Fatty. Yeah, okay. So it wasn't just me. No, then. I, I was, have mm. to believe this has something to do with like supply chain issues or <laughs> something it, has happened yeah. post COVID. Something, think. something, something has, has to happen because it has been post COVID because there for a while, I mean, they, they weren't available. Yeah. They, 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 they were just off the menu. Then they came back. And ever since they have come back, Something's been off. So so I yeah. do think it has been something. It might be the supply chain issue, though. The supply chain is kind of the 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 the, the boogeyman term for everything that's going wrong right now. <laughs> I know it is, but but I, I can't I don't have any other explanation for why exactly. It's yeah. And, and here's the thing too. Like if you go look at the Nomad Lounge menu today, you will not see the ribs listed. Now, what they've been doing is they put one of those little tent placard things on the table. Um, and it's always on there as if it's like a special, um, like that, the lobster mac and cheese. Um, yes. I think they usually list the sliders on there and then something else. Charcuterie board. Maybe, maybe the charcuterie, maybe. Yeah. Um, but if you go look at the menu, you don't see the only thing from that list that you see right now are the sliders, but they're actually impossible sliders. Um, there's a few other things that they've put on here. They've got a tuna poke bowl, which I'm sure is delicious. The impossible sliders, which I've heard, I haven't had the impossible ones. I had them before. Um, and they were very, very good. So I'm sure these are the same. Uh, they've got a honey chili glazed pork belly. Hmm. 
and it says chorizo and cheese biscuit, soft poached egg, tasso grit. It sounds delicious. I was going to say, I could get behind that. I've never had that. That that might uh, be on the menu the next time I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> There's a chicken Manchurian nomad bowl, which has steamed rice, red cabbage, kimchi, ginger scallion oil, and criminy. And then they have mm-hmm. the Tiffin's bread service, which actually it's funny that that's officially on the menu. Cause that was always something you could order the Tiffin's bread service, but it wasn't like officially on the menu, but they have it listed here. And then of course for dessert, listen, I'm just going to tell you, I am not a churro person. Like I, I just have never, I, I love the smell of a churro. It, this is true about the little uh, cinnamon twist you get from Taco Bell too. I think, oh, they, yeah. <laughs> I think they smell great. But then when I eat them, I always feel like mm, I thought they were going to be better. And that's how I always feel about churros. But the churros from Nomad Lounge, and I'm not just saying this because I love Nomad Lounge, were honestly so good that I got them every time. They used to be served with a vanilla cream dip and then a strawberry. It was like strawberry cayenne. It was spicy. Yes. But yeah. I would recommend mixing the two of those. And getting that full flavor experience, it was so, so good. And Landon, you brought my attention to the fact that now that that strawberry, uh, spicy strawberry dip has been replaced by a coffee cream. And that's maybe that's delicious, too. I haven't had it yet. Hey, vanilla and coffee. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds I've, good. I've, I've heard of worse combinations. Right. But I, a little sad because I really did like the straw. It was a night nice, having that sweet and spicy. Oh, yeah. That was so good. And, 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 and I'm glad that you brought up the spice factor of the strawberry because it was so unique because i mean like yeah okay strawberry jam that's gonna be sweet but like i'll be honest it's like i don't know if i've ever experienced a strawberry with spice to it and and that that jam that dip it had it so it had some heat oh yeah it did baby um I'm kind of bummed that it's gone, but again, it might be one of those things kind of like the tiffin's bread service even though it's now on the menu if you asked for it, it could have been brought to you, yeah. uh, brought to your table uh, for your for your uh, party. Maybe even though uh, the strawberry jam is no longer being served with the churros, maybe if you ask for it, they can hook you up with it. Yeah, maybe so. So because cast members, cast members, they can they can make a lot happen. Yeah, it's worth an ask. You know, you, and that's the thing. That is a and general. Remember, remember, if they do make it happen, tip extra. Yeah, it's a general statement that I like to say, and I'm sure this applies to universal too. And and I just haven't experienced it quite as much, but um, if there's something that you want at a Disney restaurant and you don't necessarily see it listed, but you know, maybe you've either heard about it or you're just like, maybe you want some sort of a customization ask, like what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. Worst they're going to say is no. Yeah. And usually they'll try to find a way to make it happen. Yeah. because I mean, they they want to make your experience as best as possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's 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 what they're there for. So you know, and 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 another menu item you brought up the lobster mac and cheese. I had that the last time or one of the last few times I was down there. I mm-hmm. thought that was phenomenal. It is a very rich dish. I do want to give y'all a heads up on that. But if you had a very light breakfast, say, and it's lunchtime, and you and your family, your party are in Nomad Lounge. It is shareable, but B, it's going to sit a little bit heavy, but it is good. It is good, good stuff. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking. I, I hopped over to allears.net because I wanted to see if they had a different menu um, because the link to the official Disney menu, of course, is missing a few things. 
And they do. So on the allears.net menu, it has a list for chef specials. Under chef specials, and this is what's on your little table sign, is charcuterie, smoked pork ribs, which is dim ribs, the marinated hanger steak, nomad bowl, which sounds great, fish tacos. I love fish tacos. I didn't know that was even an option. Yeah, I have not had. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that was an option. I have not had those there. Beef sliders, which are what I mentioned before, uh, yeah. and then and then the lobster mac and cheese. Um, uh, the charcuterie board is good. I, I mean, no, no shock. Uh, I think the big board from wine bar, George is better, yeah. but I mean, the, the price point is much significantly <laughs> bigger, right. uh, at wine bar, George. Uh, but I would say the charcuterie board at nomad lounge is better than the one at, uh, baseline tap house, yeah, um, uh, at, uh, in Hollywood studio and, uh, going back to the churros real quick. One time yeah. when I was at, uh, sitting at the bar next or next to the area where people could walk up and order, uh, food to go and drinks to go, because even if you can't get a table at nomad lounge, because you just don't want to put your name in or wait the 45, 60, 75 minutes for a table on the virtual list. You do have the option to walk up to the bar, order something and take it to go. Churros are included. A, I lost count of how many people walked up to order the churros specifically. And B, you can get them gluten-free. You have to request for the gluten-free churros, but... Gluten-free churros are an option if you or somebody in your party has uh, has a gluten uh, allergen or a, or, or a celiac situation. So huh. something to remember if you want to uh, partake in these killer, killer desserts. Very good. Very good. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and great point. If you don't want to wait for a table, you can walk up to the bar. There's usually a line for that, too. But Yeah, uh-huh, yeah because, again, this is kind of a popular place. Yeah. Um, all right. We talked about food. We talked about atmosphere. It's time to talk about drinks. Landon, you already mentioned the Kungaloosh. I know you love the Kungaloosh. It's a spiced beer. And if you like like beer and you like a spiced beer, you're going to love Kungaloosh. It's very good. Exclusive to Nomad Lounge, I found out. Is that true? That's what they told me. I was thinking oh there my might gosh. be there might be one or two other places on property you can get it. I know it's exclusive to Walt Disney World property. Yeah. But, but I like I when you said that, it made me go like, wait a minute. I thought I saw it somewhere. Else. I, I'm wondering if they have it at the Skipper Canteen at Magic are, Kingdom. Are we going to do a real time Google search? No. Okay. All right. Well, I've said it on a podcast, so it must be true. I know you can't get it everywhere for sure. It's very limited and, and it is something that it's a Disney thing, but the, I, and by the way, Kungaloosh a, oh, actually God. means it means different things at different restaurants. Well, I was going to say, uh, uh, not only is it so limited going back to the, uh, to the supply chain. Uh, one time I was down, it was the time when, uh, when I took the Lotus down to, uh, animal kingdom, they were sold out of Kungaloosh. Yeah, that's right. That broke my soul. <laughs> oh. I was so ready to drink 47 Kungaloosh's. Yeah, I know. Imagine imagine them telling you that they don't have Kungaloosh, and then also the, the ribs are disappointing. I mean, like, I was practically ready to throw myself in the water and be run over by a character brigade at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that... That would ruin your whole day. At that point, you might become an AK hater. 
<laughs> I mean, like, like I was, uh, like, I was definitely wanting to speak to somebody's manager. I always wanted to speak to life's manager. Aha. I have the answer. I did Google it. So ah, ah. you can get it at Nomad Lounge and Tiffin's because, of course, they're connected. You can get it at the Jungle Navigation Company, Skipper Canteen, as I mentioned, and Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar. Okay. Okay. Mm, okay. All right. Well, we'll see. Just another reason to love Jock Lindsay's. I know. I, the reason it hit me in the brain is because I remember seeing it on the Jock Lindsay menu. I just couldn't remember. I was like, I know I saw it somewhere recently that wasn't Nomad Lounge. And that's that's cr- as that's many times as I've been in Jock Lindsay's, I did not know that. Oh, Jock, that's a whole other episode. That's going to be Oh, hell next, yeah, it is, buddy. Hell yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Love that place, too. One of those days, one of these days, I'm going to sit in that damn diving bell. I did it the last time I was there. You lucky so and so. They actually, so speaking of how, like, it always ends up being that now you have to get on this waiting list to get a Nomad Lounge. Typically, there's a long list to get in Jock Lindsay. The night that I was there and I was actually meeting up with Jen, previously mentioned on this episode, um, they were just like, come on in and sit wherever. And I know. And the diving bell was open and we were like, uh, can we is it? Can we do that? And they were like, sure. So we all sat in the diving bell. What? Very good. Oh yeah, it was God. pretty good. I, that was pretty unbelievable. And then, uh, as y'all walked out, uh, Satan was sitting in the corner. Ha ha ha! Time to collect your soul. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I know. We must. I don't know. There wow. will be some repercussion for this, I assume. But um, wow. But no. Yeah. Anyway, Jock Lindsay. That'll be another episode. But um, I know you love the Kungaloosh. Is do you have any of the specialty cocktails that you've tried and enjoy, or do you usually stick with the beer when you're there? Generally, whenever I'm at Nomad Lounge, I unless it's sold out. Um, I get the Kungaloosh because like I've, as I've talked about in previous episodes, I'm, I'm a fan of beer. I particularly <laughs> craft beer beers yeah. that I can't get, you know, everywhere. Like, um, and Kungaloosh is one of those beers that I can't get everywhere. Um, and Kungaloosh is one of my favorite beers on planet earth so if mm. i have the opportunity to drink this beer i'm going to take that opportunity and i'm going to uh abuse said opportunity like i said i was planning on drinking 47 kungalushes and i was only slightly exaggerating so oh, um yeah. generally if i am going to be at nomad lounge i'm going to be there for a couple of hours i'm just going to have me a mess of Kungaloosh. A whole but, mess of Kungaloosh. But I mean, like, like I do know they have some killer cocktails. Yeah, they do. Uh, a lot of them, I, I've tried many of them in, in my visits. Believe it or not, I haven't tried all of them. Um, but I have tried many of them. I was going to suggest to you that next time you're there, if for some reason they were out of Kungaloosh, I think you would be a fan of the Tempting Tigress because I know you like bourbon. Fan of that, yes. And this is a bourbon drink. It's from... in it. It says Indonesia. So I'm wondering if this is like inspired because all their cocktails are inspired by parts of the world. So I think it's like inspired by Indonesia. Russell's Reserve 10-Year Bourbon. Okay. St. Elizabeth Allspice Dram. Tamarind Syrup and Lime Juice. Hmm. And it is very good. It's it To me, it's like a... It's a bit like a, like a Manhattan or something. Okay. Yeah. I, would, I, I, I would definitely try that. 
Yeah, I would definitely try that. Um, and that's really in terms of their craft cocktails. That's that's as far as you can get with bourbon. There's there's a lot of vodka options. There's some tequila options. I personally, one of my go tos is the Snow Leopard Salvation. This one is Snow Leopard Vodka, Belle de Brule Pear Liqueur, Mint and Lime Juice. It's 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 sort of like a a a mule. Um, okay. Yeah, the difference is you've got a little uh, pear liquor in there um because otherwise i think it would just be a mule <laughs> but it's very good it's refreshing um they put like a huge chunk of mint leaf in there oh yeah i've seen that one i've seen that one okay yeah this is the, by the way something we didn't mention a lot of the the things you're going to be presented at nomad lounge the food and the drinks are like instagram instagram worthy that yes yes they they yeah. definitely they definitely bring it out not only not only is it great to taste, uh, it is easy to look at. Definitely, uh, that's what very, I say about myself. But yes, oh, hey now, <laughs> ladies. Uh, <laughs> but it's uh, it's definitely showable. Yeah, the drinks look beautiful. The food is always plated, you know, so so wonderfully. But yeah, um, one of the very popular ones that people enjoy is Jen's tattoo. That one is. Well, Kettle I one. had no idea Jen was showing off her <laughs> tattoos the last time. Uh, uh, did, did she also do that at Jock Lindsay? <laughs> That's how we got the bell, the diving bell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, this one is uh, Kettle One Vodka, Watermelon, Hibiscus, and Lime <laughs> Juice. <laughs> it, was, it was a delayed laugh because of the techno- technological issues we're having tonight. Let me let, me let Landon rejoin the gonna do a little my money don't jiggle jiggle it folds like the way you wiggle wiggle faux show are you are you frowning at me or are you frozen that's what i can't decide right now landon there he is and we're back holy shit what is going on um okay so jen's tattoo (laughs) i made a i made a such a good joke no no i i heard it that was really fucking funny Well, the funny thing was because it got frozen, um, you I started describe I was trying to just go and I was describing what is in Jen's tattoo, and then you burst out laughing. <laughs> ah, fantastic. I'm just ruining everything per you. No, you're not ruining anything. It's the our connection for whatever reason. Oh, oh. Um, but no, if you yourself are interested in this one, this one is Kettle One Vodka, Watermelon, Hibiscus, and Lime Juice. It is good. I've had Jen's tattoo. Mm, that does sound good. Yeah. Um, trying to see. Oh, one of the th- there's one that's kind of interesting. I've had this one too. Uh, there's a couple coffee drinks that you might be interested in if you're a if you're a coffee person. Oh, by the way, we didn't even mention what we're having in in this episode tonight. I'm drinking something called Void Shaker from Funky Buddha. You ever had this one? No, no, but I love the sound of it. The Funky Buddha. First of all, it's 11% alcohol. Ooh, there we go. Yeah, it's buddy. Al- it's also barrel-aged coffee stout. Ooh. And it's good. I can get behind something that's barrel-aged. Uh, I am drinking, again, going back to uh, me uh, appreciating craft beer, drinking local. It is from Orange Hat Brewing Company, Knoxville, Tennessee. I am drinking the Baroness. It's not nearly your 11%, but this, my friend, is 10.1. Oh, hey, you're almost there. Waka waka, baby. Both of us got some high gravity. Um, <laughs> remind me of the name of the high gravity beer bar on Gay Street. Suchries. Suchries. God, I, I was trying to think of that the other day, and mm. I couldn't. 
I couldn't pull the name. I was trying to tell. Uh, oh Casey. yes. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. High uh, high gravity beers on draft, and then uh, high fancy uh, ramen, ramen on the menu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna place. We're gonna have to hit Sutri's uh, whenever I come up there next time. Oh yeah, one thousand percent. If you ever go to Knoxville, people go to go to Sutri's and uh, enjoy some delicious beer. And, and uh, Sutri's is within walking distance of the Knox Brew Hub. So there you go. Another perfect. plug for the Brew Hub. Perfect. Brew Hub <laughs> Hub. Brew Hub. Brew Hub Hub. Um, okay. So here are the, the coffee drinks. There's one called a Night Monkey. It's Plantation Original Dark Rum, Guava Puree, Coffee Syrup, Lime Juice, and a Hint of Cilantro. If you're a cilantro soap person, you're not going to like it. But if Now, you May digs the Night Monkey, right? Or did I make that up? May cannot drink the night monkey because there's rum in it. A virgin night monkey. No, she there's a she usually gets this uh watermelon. That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, McKenna might like to have a night monkey, but she also is not quite yet legal. But she okay. All right. Well, 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 then I'm then I'm not gonna tell you what uh what me and uh your children do on on, on (laughs) police to park. Tell me, tell me later, (laughs) tell me years from now. Um, and then they have the Mustang coffee, which is Crown Royal, brown sugar, butter, and hot coffee. I've had it. I think it's really good. Um, butter. But yeah. It, you uh, had me until the butter, but then again, we live in a world where uh, well, Kentucky quarterback Will Levis uh, uh, has video of him putting like half a jar of mayonnaise in his coffee. So, Oh. Yeah. No. Uh huh. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh huh. So apparently that's a thing people do. I can't. Uh huh. That's gonna make me gag. I can't think about that. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and people think that that guy's gonna lead an offense that's gonna uh, be uh, <laughs> uh, be second in the SEC East over Tennessee. Is that how he? Is that how he calorie loads or something? God that, bless. That, that, that's how he says he uh, wakes up in the morning. And uh, I mayonnaise? say, sir, you're wrong. Mayonnaise and coffee? Yeah. And, and not just a little, a lot. Look, okay, I've seen, apparently, I don't know if this is a French thing, but but in the past, uh, I've, I've been, I've had brunch with uh, a couple of French friends. One of them would dip cheese into their coffee. Which I found to be disgusting. I mean, I I do that before mayo. But exactly, that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> I I would put cheese whiz in my coffee before I would mayo. I mean, good grief! What is, that is an abomination. That has to be inspired by Paula Dean or something. Yeah, and, and and again, it's not a little mayo. Like like, and and, and it's in a squeeze bottle. Brothers go into go into Flavor Town, <laughs> like like it is like ugh. yeah no no thanks yeah yeah and, and apparently that's a uh, top five pick according to some people in next year's NFL draft. Oh, he's not going to pass the uh, the test, whatever that test they give to quarterbacks. He's- <laughs> yeah, he failed the Wonderlick test. The Wonderlick, that's right. Yep, because uh-huh. I, I'm not I'm not going to Wonderlick a coffee full of mayonnaise. Nope. I'll I'll tell you that <laughs> right now. Heyo. <laughs> See what you did there. Good job. Sell coffee drinks at Nomad Lounge. Buddy, we're back. We are we're off on tangents about SEC football. We are in mid-season form. That's right. And you know what? In this show, I'm not going to cut that either. Mm. That would have been cut from the morning monorail, but not here. <laughs> 
So, I mean, but you did bring up uh, drinks that May might enjoy. They do have specialty non-alcoholic beverages. Actually, one of them is a non-alcoholic version of the Night Monkey. It's called the Happy McHugh. Happy McKee? Why wouldn't they call it the Day Monkey? Okay. See, you're thinking. I'm you, really good at you, this. Come on. You've got the brain. Um, but what he, what she, I'm sorry, what May likes the, uh, she likes the Kiyama Mama, which is the uh, watermelon and Sprite. I think is what she gets. They, there's a strawberry one called the Lily Gorilli. <laughs> I didn't name it. Wow! Uh, Come on, y'all. There's y'all. now this one. I this this name I like. It's a non-alcoholic version of Jin's tattoo. It's called the Hibiscus Henna. Okay, all right, I dig that. I That's give them, I'll give them that one. Uh, but yeah, so options for the whole family. If 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 you want the best chance of meeting Justin Monrail or landing the Dawes Dome in person, <laughs> go spend a couple hours at Nomad Lounge. We'll probably, you know, breeze through at some point. Oh yeah, yeah. If, if you see on social that I'm down in Orlando and uh, and you see that it's an Animal Kingdom day for me. If if you want to cross paths with me for better or for worse, please please say for better because I really don't want anything bad to happen, especially. But, but hang out in Nomad Lounge. You eventually will see me. That That's is right. a guarantee. Also, uh, they have an extensive wine list. I do mm. want to point that out. That is, that is not a beer. That is not a cocktail. But when the Lotus was down there, she found a very good New Zealand red wine. I cannot remember the name of it, but uh, she was a big fan of it, and she gave me a sip of it as well. Good stuff if you dig the red wine. I briefly considered trying to do a New Zealand accent, and I was like, nope, I'm not even going to try <laughs> Yeah, that'll uh, that'll probably get you canceled too. It would just be embarrassing, because I, I know it's not Australian. It's their own little thing. The Kiwis they they sound a little bit different, and I just <laughs> I I don't think that I could pull a Jermaine Clement. I don't. I just don't think I could do it. A Taika Watiti. I don't think so. I can barely say dude's name, let alone pull off his accents. So. Yeah. Although I love both of those guys. They, they yeah, both of them are very talented. Thor: Love and Thunder was eh, it was fine. I haven't seen it. I mean, at this point, I need to check the schedule to see when this episode is supposed to drop because it's going to be like months later. But um, (laughs) (laughs) I'd give it like a six and a half out of ten. This is kind of what I've been hearing. It's fine. At my new job, I've got a a co-worker and we commiserate over nerdy things. And he he saw Love and Thunder on opening weekend. And and that's that's what he said, too. He he said the problem is Thor's not the best character in the movie. And the characters that are better don't get enough screen time. I'd agree with that assessment. By the way, your new job, uh, your office is in the World Showcase. By the way, so. <laughs> yeah, practic- <laughs> practically, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be kind of vague about it just because you know. Of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. Jay works for Disney now, so. Oh, I wish I don't. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if I wish. I, I haven't always heard great things about working for Disney. Yeah, but- that's 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 what I've heard. You, you remember going back to that first episode where it's like you know flying too close to the sun, yeah. where you're so plugged in. It's like yeah. This this uh, there's 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 a lot of warts on this whole uh, operation. Well, yeah, and yeah. and then you know if that was the case, ultimately my boss would be Bob Chapik, and that would just be. Mm. I feel like over the years I've said enough things about him. Oh if, oh yes yes. If, if they did any research into social media at all, they'd be like, you can never work for Disney ever. Uh huh. Like you wanted to see me, Mister Chapik? <laughs> Shut the door on your way in and <laughs> sit down. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
uh, just in case you're interested in such a thing, they do have some 50th anniversary uh, options at Nomad Lounge. Oh, do they? I noticed there's a 50th anniversary green shimmering margarita. Hmm. But actually, it has ancho reyes chili liqueur. And I got to tell you, I love a spicy margarita. Huh. So... I've only had one spicy margarita, and it was uh, from the uh, oh, what was the uh, what's that one spot in the Mexico Pavilion oh, from La Cava? Yes, La Cava. That place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget the name of the margarita, but it was it was really good, and I was a little yeah. hesitant because 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 I'm not super big on spicy stuff, but it was really good. So I might have to give that one a shot if it's still on the menu when I'm done there next. Yeah, La Cava. By the way, going, uh, going back to the uh, last episode that I was on, talking about uh, places I uh, I, I want to want to go to and hang out, La Cava. That's a- add that to the list. That place rocks. <laughs> last time I was there, I got to go with Theme Park Rob. And uh, hey, me too. Yeah, we, and and we got to sit down. Did you know sat, that you could actually do that? We sat. I ordered the. I like getting amazing. the the chips with the uh, queso and salsa. And we did that too. It was clock. amazing. Wow, I repeated the the same trip. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, holy crap! Did did we literally do the same thing? Yeah, essentially. So it was funny because Rob was talking about ordering the uh, tequila flight, and he and uh, he goes. He goes, hey, I'm going to order the tequila flight. Um, we're going to share that, and then I'm going to get my own margarita. And I was like, oh, it's going to be that kind of party, is it, Rob? Hell okay. yeah, it is. Think I was like, Rob's the best. I was like, all right, well, let's do that tequila flight. And then and then I got my own, and he got his own. And uh, man, we it was. I'll just tell you, it was a good day. I was going to say, yeah, y'all probably had a hell of a day. It was a good day. Yeah. But La Cava, not the focus of this episode. No, no. No Mad Lounge. Sorry. Once yeah. again. Taking us off the beaten path. No, you're no, you're good. That's what this show is all about. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Not my first rodeo or trip to Nomad Lounge. No. Um, In fact, now this is in the past for those of you who are hearing this episode, but I have a reservation for Animal Kingdom tomorrow morning, and you can bet your bottom dollar that the main reason for that is I'm going to be going to Nomad Lounge. Okay. So, so um, if for whatever reason. All you do when you're in the AK tomorrow is go to Nomad Lounge. Like, say, you make a beeline there after you get into the park, put your name on the list. They call mm-hmm. you early. You can go sit down, have a couple drinks, eat a couple things off the menu. You get a phone call. Crap, got to leave. So the only thing that you did during your day in Animal Kingdom was go to Nomad Lounge. Mm-hmm. Thumbs up, thumbs down on that day in Animal Kingdom. Well, I've almost literally done that before and it's it's totally fine with me because i nomad lounge without without being hyperbolic is really one of my favorite things about walt disney world (laughs) i get that i love it it's it's the food the drink the location the atmosphere everything about it is just so good and um yeah, that I I would be okay with that, but I mean, hopefully, I can extend the day out just a little bit. 
a little bit, maybe squeeze in a ride on a uh, dinosaur or something, but, uh, Oh yeah. Now that, uh, now that, uh, the Jerkosaurus is no longer wearing a net, apparently it's working <laughs> again. So, so that's a, that's a positive. And, 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 and we didn't even mention, it's like, uh, well, I, I mentioned it, uh, when I wanted to, uh, to, to die, uh, by being hit by one of the character cavalcades on their boats as it went by after not being able to drink, uh, my body weight and Kungaloosh, uh, you can now sit outside, look at the look at the lovely atmosphere, looking over the water, and every now and then a character oh, yeah. cavalcade will go by on the boat. Yeah, how that, cool is that now? Yeah, yeah, that you're so, right. That's so awesome. As long as they keep doing that, and I hope they do it forever. for now. Yes, and and now that uh, traditional character meet and greets are coming back, who knows if Disney's yeah. going to tone those back or outright kill kill those off. Maybe they will, but, but but I hope in Animal Kingdom they keep doing. They the should. There's no reason not to. The, exactly. the character the character pontoons are so great, and they really do. In my in my opinion, they add to your experience in the atmosphere in Animal Kingdom. One thousand percent. Um, and oh my gosh, how amazing! You're sitting there on the patio. You've got your Congolution hand, and then a boat goes by, and Rafiki and and uh, Timon are waving at you, and they're. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on! It's yep, great. You and your party are out there. You're 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 eating on the charcuterie board. You yeah. got your night mo- or uh, your your night monkey. <laughs> that yeah, monkey yeah. monkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah that uh, brass monkey, as a matter of fact. <laughs> and 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 then and then you start to hear some drums in the distance. You're like, what's going? Oh, we got we got a cavalcade going by, and you look over. There's Chip and Dale yeah. in their yeah. dinosaur outfits waving yeah. at you, and you're like, pretty yeah. good. This pretty, place pretty, is awesome. Can you imagine? Let me just let me tease something up here for you and just get your reaction. Can you imagine this same scenario, but in view of kite tails? <laughs> 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 so 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 a bar That's for a kite tails. So so yeah. um uh, I have to ask, would uh would this uh bar area be like where you could like catch one of the kites where, <laughs> where, 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 where they, where they make the kites just eat crap and crash them in, into the seats because, because that's the best part of the show. Oh, that is good. Yeah. You could have like a baseball glove and if you catch it, you get to take it home. <laughs> like, like, like major league baseball rules. <laughs> they missed a huge marketing opportunity, by the way. Like I know kite tails is sort of like, uh, I, I guess it's probably not going to last. It's changing. It's it's sort of like um, I, I I don't think it's I don't think it's going to be around too much longer. But what they should have done, just like when you go to like the circus or like Disney on Ice or whatever, they need people walking up and down the aisles selling sticks that have miniature versions of those kites that you could just fly around. Oh man, the fact that they don't do that means someone should be fired. They could have made so much money. I I would buy one. I would uh-huh. buy. I would absolutely buy a King Louis that I could just whoo, and crash into. Well, I, well, and I mean, like, like they already have that character in it, or that audience participation part of it because in the early part of the show they have cast members. It's like, okay, who wants to who wants to come and be you know the the part of the school of fish? We're going to give you these sticks and we're going to go through the auditorium yay look at this yeah. and then they gather all those sticks up freaking sell those for like 14.95 a pop oh you could sell them for 20 at least easy yeah easy yeah, yeah I, that that they uh left some money on the table 
Come on, Disney. We know we look, we know that you're a charity organization. We totally get it. <laughs> but maybe just think about it a little bit here. You might be able to make a little money. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, that uh, that struggling uh, organization known as the Walt Disney World organization. Honestly, the fact that I'm saying this, I didn't even really think about it that hard. The fact I, I'm not kidding. Whoever's in charge of kite tails and marketing, if they they didn't come up with this, they should be fired, and I should take their job tomorrow. So, Thank so you're gonna you're gonna be the head of kite tails 2.0, and yeah. I'm gonna be the guy that uh, takes over uh, lounge operations for universal just based on the last couple episodes this is this is great yeah yes i'll drink correct. to that <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of drink to that i think this is where we're going to end today's episode friends it's been a blast I, I, I and i don't know why i went such such a weird accent there blast it could be this uh void shaker funky yeah buddha. that 11 uh, 11 um, percent uh funky buddha yeah, but but I am going to raise my glass and what's left of this beer in it to you and say, cheers, pass holders. Thanks for joining us once again. Um, Landon, let's tell people about Dawes Does Disney before we get out of here. Dropping bright and early every Monday morning at 5 a.m. Myself and Steffers of Adventures with Steffers, that podcast, wherever you get your fine podcasts, uh, bringing you... The news you need to know from the House of the Mouse, kicking your work week off the right way. And a little bit of Universal news as well, because it's not Disney versus Universal. It's Disney and Universal. And plus, Steffers is Mrs. Universal herself. Uh, that's where you can find um, that. Does does Disney. So be sure and search that in the iTunes store. Leave us a five-star review. Remember, five stars or GTFO. And uh, follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash... Uh, Daz does Disney. That's D O Z D O E S. And y'all know how to spell Disney. So, uh, also follow me on Twitter too. Twitter.com slash land I used yeah. to have a fun, fun song and dance, but you know, uh, that was a previous gimmick. So you don't do that anymore. I mean, I, I still do do it. But, oh, okay. You, know. you do do it. Yeah, <laughs> I said do do. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the kind of show that we do here today. Ladies and gentlemen, at the pass holder lounge. We work blue and we don't care. <laughs> but thank you and, all so much and, and, for joining And it's us. funny because my name tag in, in the audio right. podcast that Land they can't see, it says Landon Blue. Yeah, Landon Blue. <laughs> um, the cap of my funky Buddha void shaker says seek truth. So I think that's how we're going to end today's episode. We'll see you in the parks, pass holders. Get out there and seek the truth. Bye-bye. Friends and compatriots, I think we've done it one more time. Episode four of the Passholder Lounge has reached its sad, happy, only conclusion that it could possibly reach. It reached the end. The end is the conclusion, and that's where we are. I wanted to give one update because I did go to the Nomad Lounge this past weekend. A couple of things. Number one, it's a 10-minute window after you get your text message to get back to Nomad Lounge if you've done the virtual standby. Um, so FYI, you get that text, you got 10 minutes to book it. I was in the back of the Maharaja Jungle Trek when I got my text. Still made it on time. Plenty of time. So you should be fine. But that's one thing. The other thing is I had the tuna poke while I was there. Thumbs up. It was very good. I did not order the ribs. Don't tell Landon. He'll yell at me. He'll yell dim ribs right in my face and then smack me right across the punum. 
and I don't want that to happen. But it was a great time, as always, at the Nomad Lounge. Loved it, loved it, loved it. So check it out. Hope we've convinced you. Actually, you know, if you don't want to, that's fine, too, because that's more seats for us. But I would love to see you there. Until then, follow me on Twitter, at the PHL Pod, and you can email me, PassHolderLoungePod at gmail.com. I really appreciate you all being here. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks so much for the support. For those of you who've reached out already, if you're sharing the podcast on social media, I appreciate that so much, and I really look forward to where we're headed. I hope you go there with me. Until next week, cheers, friends. See you next time in the Pass Holder Lounge. This is the last call for alcohol. Get going. Drink up, drink up, drink up, then order again. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. The minutes fly by. Brass monkey. That funky monkey. Small plates. I just noticed my name says Landon. Why does it say that? Oh, this is a good time for it to mess up our connection. There it is. There okay, it is. We're back. All right. Why does why does it say Landon Blue? I have no idea. Literally <laughs> no idea. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> I I thought there was some story behind it. So I'm sure there is, but 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 I can't remember the last time I've used StreamYard. So I'm sure there was some Landon hilarious reference. Did we do Blues Brothers for the Dillo's Diz? Uh, oh, fedora? y'all y'all did. I didn't get to do that one. Okay, that that had to be it. Yeah. Okay. I missed that one. Although since then I have seen Blues Brothers. Finally, I enjoyed it. It was good. You had never seen Blues Brothers? No. Wow. I know. It was yeah, great. It was a good movie. <laughs> well, it's Lindsay had never seen that. Jaws until last week, but we watched uh, Jaws. So, and that has been rec- rec- rectified. Yes, rectified. Good. Yep. Thank she uh, she thought she thought it was good. Oh, of course. Yeah. She was like, I thought it was just going to be all blood and guts, but you know, there was like a story and stuff. I was like, well, yeah, of course there was a story. (laughs) One of the greatest stories ever told. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) It goes Jaws, uh, the Bible, um, uh, and uh, Twilight. Those three, right? Uh, That's probably right. (laughs) I think think that's the right order. Yes. Yes. Those three in that specific order.